Life in our modern age comes at you pretty fast, which makes our time away especially valuable. When I take time to relax, I like to get far from my everyday life, immerse myself in natural beauty, and have unique experiences. But you don't have to leave the U.S. to experience tropical rainforests and islands filled with adventure, warm culture, and national treasures. Visit Puerto Rico, an island with a vibrant spirit that will sweep you away. Because when you visit, you don't become part of the island, it becomes part of you. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. Puerto Rico, where visits end, but stories last forever. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Today's episode is brought to you by West Holm. We all know from home cooks to restaurant chefs to eating enthusiasts that the quality of your ingredients makes all the difference, especially when it comes to meat. West Holm, which is based in Queensland in the Northern Territory, Australia, is working with the land to create nature-led Australian Wagyu. They steward 16 million acres of rangeland, guided by the natural ecosystem where their cattle thrive. The result is high-quality Wagyu beef that reflects the terroir of Northern Australia and a flavor suited to complement any cuisine. West Holm believes that when nature leads, flavor follows. Learn more at westholm.com slash savor. That's W-E-S-T-H-O-L-M-E dot com slash saver. What if AI could help your business deliver mission-critical outcomes with speed? With IBM Consulting, your business can design, build, and scale trusted AI using Watson X and modernize the way you work to accelerate real impact. Let's create AI that transforms your business. Learn more at ibm.com slash consulting. IBM. Let's create. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hello, and welcome to Savor, production of iHeartRadio. I'm Annie Reese. And I'm Lauren Vogelbaum. And today we have uh, another listener mail episode for you. The fourth edition. I cannot wait to brainstorm titles for this one. Because, you know, I feel like there's a lot of famous sequels. Everybody knows the title. Threequels, Mm -hmm. you're getting a bit lower, but there's still like a pretty, a lot of them. Once you get to four, which is, you know, this is my MO for these listener mail episodes. Sure, yeah. These famous series. Four is a bit trickier. So I'm excited. It is. You have Fewer options, but the ones that are out there, I think, are really gold. So, uh, oh yeah, that's because you're you're in <laughs> you're in serious B movie territory at this juncture. Mm-hmm. I know, and that's that's what gives me happiness. <laughs> <laughs> but also, these letters do because you yes. all continue to send in such wonderful letters. And in fact, after we put this episode together, we lay them all out. I swear we received like 10 more. I was like, (laughs) those are all good too. And I am rest assured they will get read. But um, yeah, it's it's lovely and we really do appreciate it. Oh, so much so. Yeah. Uh, So uh, yeah, Annie, do you want to start? 
Sure. I will start with a letter from Jessica, uh, who wrote, I was just listening to your podcast on the Cuban sandwich while eating my supper, which contained imitation crab. (laughs) (laughs) I grew up in the Tampa Bay area, and believe it or not, I never had a Cubano in the 15 or so years that I lived there. Oh, what? Uh Uh-huh. I've never been a big fan of Swiss cheese or pickles on sandwiches, so it sounded disgusting to me when I moved to the area at age nine. I've since realized that even though I may not like individual ingredients, I sometimes like them in particular food items, like cream cheese and cheesy sauces. Mm Mm-hmm. However, I started keeping kosher in college, and there's frankly no way to make a human sandwich kosher. Mm, Alas! I may never try a Cubano. Likewise, I never had a Philly cheesesteak when I lived outside of Philadelphia as a child and will not be able to now. On the point of keeping kosher, kosher imitation crab is a thing. Many non-kosher specific brands of imitation crab may contain small amounts of crab juice mixed in with the surimi, so they are a no-go. But in addition to kosher imitation crab, manufacturers make and sell kosher imitation shrimp and imitation lobster. Huh. Just as imitation crab tastes nothing like real crab, <laughs> these taste nothing like shrimp or lobster. In fact, they are just serene pressed into different shapes. The shapes also do not resemble actual shrimp or lobster. <laughs> I don't really get the point of it, but at least that means I have backup options when the kosher supermarket huh. is out of imitation crab. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Oh, I have delightful. started. I've yeah. I've started looking for uh, these Serimi products and just kind of like enjoying that the shapes that they're pressed in, kind of uh-huh. the language on the bags. <laughs> it's just. Oh yeah, the marketing is always always aces. It's always like mm-hmm. really interesting and beautiful. Yeah, and I'm glad that they're kosher and that uh, something that you can enjoy. Um, I am bummed that no Cubanos, no Philly cheesesteak sandwiches, but the imitation Surimi products. Are yeah. Yeah. Well, I, you know, like I'm thinking about it and I'm like, I'm sure that if you wanted to go this route, you could do it with, um, with some kind of, um, faux meat product and some kind of vegan cheese product. But I understand that that is like severely different from, yes. but, but I mean, but they are making some really interesting plant-based uh, proteins these days. So I don't know. I don't know. And vegan cheese is, um, it's improving. Yes. Yes. We've got a lot of, um, requests to do something on vegan cheese. Oh, gosh. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yes. I suppose, (laughs) yeah. As, as things, there are options. You, you probably will never get the, the, the quote, unquote, true Sure. experience. But again, as we always say, you know, if you take something for what it is, you could get All something right. pretty good. Pretty close. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, Amanda wrote, as someone who's decided that me and alcohol are just not friends, so I might as well stop drinking it, I am very excited about this gradual movement towards good drinks. I remember a few years ago, my husband and I attended a business convention in Vegas, and at the fancy dinner they always put on every convention, this one was at La Grada, so good, I asked if they had anything good that was non-alcoholic, and was super pumped when the waiter brought me something that was beautiful and fuzzy and nuanced and not just full of mounds of sugar and delicious. 
I even managed to start a small trend on my end of the table among a few other business owners who were not actually quite sure why they ordered alcohol and were also pumped to realize that there was an alternative. I was feeling much redeemed after the first thing I did at this dinner was spill a large amount of stuffed mushroom juice all over the front of my mostly white dress. (laughs) It's... Oh, I feel for you. Um, Especially since my hubs and I tend to be the youngest ones at these things. I think I was about 27 at the time. Also, note, stuffed mushrooms are not a two-bite appy. Your kids wanting fancy drinks rant also reminded me of a restaurant we have here in Canada called Boston Pizza. I find a lot of the menu expensive and not amazing, but what I do find very impressive is the kids' menu. Often you can get it free with purchase of an adult meal. Though once you add the optional upgraded drink and upgraded dessert, it certainly gets quite expensive. The four-year-old is always pretty stoked about his unicorn lemonade, though. Unicorn <laughs> lemonade? What? Oh, I would be stoked about that, too. I'm stoked about it now. I know. This email came with a picture of the the menu, and I was everything I was reading, I was like, oh, as a kid— Hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I also love that it's called Boston Pizza in Canada. Um, Yeah, Boston isn't necessarily known for its pizza here in the United States. Like, there are two cities known for pizza, and those are Chicago and New York. And Boston is not... No. No. (laughs) (laughs) But I am very fond of it, in fact. Yes. Yeah, that's great. I'm into it. Also... Yeah, hardcore relate to accidentally spilling something all over yourself at a work event. I have done it several times. And especially if you're wearing something. This is part of why I don't wear pale-colored clothes very Mm -hmm. often is because it is guaranteed that if I do, I'm going to spill something on it. Yeah. Like, if I'm wearing black, I'm probably fine. (laughs) Yeah. I know Joke have a a set of backup clothes at (laughs) at her office at work that I would just leave there. Oh. In uh-huh. case. Because mm-hmm. I'm quite accident prone and stain prone. So <sighs> we hear you. <laughs> so much. Yes. Kiana wrote, I have a whole bunch of little stories I've been meaning to write in about. Plus, I found a very entertaining article about a fellow I thought you might appreciate. There was a fellow in the 1800s who had an amazing sense of humor. His name was Grimaud de la Reynière. He really didn't get along with his family as a youngster, so when they went out of town, he threw a dinner party. He forced his guests to answer a question. Were they there to see Monsieur de la Reynière, quote, the defender of the people, or the other Monsieur de la Reynière, the oppressor of the people? The latter answer was referring to his father. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The guests who answered correctly got to enjoy the meal, complete with liquor, coffee, and a magic show, all the while surrounded by funeral decorations. Think coffins and the like. The other guests who answered incorrectly were forced to stay and watch the other guests eat with only biscuits to eat themselves. <laughs> This wasn't his last dinner party either. At one, he served all black food. At another, he had a pig dressed in his father's clothes sitting in his father's chair. Oh, snap. Uh Uh-huh. After his parents had had enough of him, they kicked him out to live at a monastery. (laughs) Eventually, he became one of the earliest food critics. His last question mark dinner party consisted of inviting his friends to his fake funeral, which started during mealtime 
to see who his real friends were. If they were willing to skip dinner, they must be his true friends. (laughs) I like this guy. I think I might have to start having my dinner guests answer random food fact-related questions to be allowed to eat. Uh, uh, yes. Um, yeah, this is a dude that I ran across, uh, in our research about, uh, French cuisine. And I just made a little mental bookmark, like, like this weird, weirdo goth (laughs) dude is definitely someone we need to come back to. But, but anyway, yes. Um, uh, uh, Kiana continued. In podcast-related stories, I recently re-listened to the Mocktails episode and can't believe I didn't write in the first time. Growing up, my parents owned a pharmacy. Every Christmas, we would have a party for all the staff members. It was a real pain for my sister and I when we were younger because we didn't like hanging out with all the, quote, old people that worked at the store. After a few years, when I was around 10 and my sister was 8, we were allowed to invite one friend each. Well, Hmm. on this particular night, my sister and her friend discovered Shirley Temple's. And there was no limit on the number of non-alcoholic drinks we could order. Oh, no. Mm -hmm. During that party, my sister, her friend, my friend, and another staff member's daughter drank 23 Shirley Temples. What? I, I think I had one, so I'm not entirely blameless. But after that, my parents decided that there was a drink limit of two <laughs> Shirley Temples per person. To this day, I still have no idea how they managed to do it. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Also, I was a bit frustrated with your episode on fennel, mainly because this the week before it came out, I had spent two hours harvesting half of my fennel crop. Did you know it takes forever to pick, clean, strip, chop, and freeze fennel fronds? And the fine little pieces get stuck everywhere, so you're constantly washing your hands with the stuff. It was a reminder of my long, tragic afternoon, with a reminder that I still had to harvest the rest of it. <laughs> my second-to-last story involves... The Marshmallow. Another classic I forgot to write in about. In my young adult days, my group of friends often had campfires as a way to hang out. We live in a small town with no movies or malls or anything indoor to do. For some reason, my cousin decided to roast a marshmallow and then pour cream soda on it. Don't ask me why. I don't understand the minds of 20-year-old males. Mm -hmm. In any case, it turned out to be quite tasty, and it was talked about for months after. So for Christmas, I decided to make the group cream soda-flavored marshmallows. I have a recipe for marshmallows and just substituted the water amount with cream soda. They were amazing. Mm. I haven't done it since, but the looks on their faces when they realized what they were eating was priceless. I keep meaning to try it with other flavors of pop or juice, but haven't gotten around to it. And please don't be scared of making them. They really are Mm. easy and fun to make. Finally, a pineapple story. (laughs) One of the first facts I annoyed my family and friends with was from the pineapple episode. I love that people just carried one around at parties. Flash forward to Christmas of 2019 when I hosted Christmas Day lunch at my house. My mom walked in and handed me a bag of ingredients for the meal and inside, drumroll, was a pineapple. (laughs) She brought it to my party just to make me smile. We didn't eat it. It just sat there on the table as we ate our meal. It was magnificent. I would have carried it around with me, but I needed my hands and arms for you to make the meal. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, that's Your mom wonderful. sounds awesome. <laughs> yes. And those marshmallows sound so great. Oh, oh right? Oh, yeah. All of it. Oh. Uh, yeah, I, I need to, man, it has been yeah. so long since I've made marshmallows and I really need to. Yeah. Projects. Projects. Okay. So okay. Uh, Bobby wrote, 
I have written in before, but my name is Bobby, and I am a grad student. I listened to your mint and mojito episodes while working and heard about one of your allergies to mint. While I love mint, I have to say you can replace the mint with basil, and it's delicious in a mojito. But on to the drink I invented based on my love of basil and mint. I call it the vodka salad. I only know the vague uh, pitcher-sized recipe. A bunch of basil, a bunch of mint, the zest of one lime, about 20 ounces of homemade cucumber water, a bottle of soda water, one can of good ginger beer, not too sweet, more spicy, and as much vodka as you would like. Add ice to the pitcher, too. Muddle both the basil and mint with some sugar. Uh, It's important for the drink to keep the mint cucumber slices, uh, rounds with skin, and basil leaves in the drink so you can get your greens. (laughs) They taste great soaked in all the vodka and whatnot. My friends really like it because it can get you drunk while being really refreshing, great in the New Mexican heat. Herby, not too sweet. If you want to drink your salads, this is pretty good. Make this fresh and cold. Don't let it sit too long. Also, make the cucumber water like two to three hours beforehand. You don't want the water too cucumbery. Hope people try it and like it. (sighs) Sounds good to me. It does sound so refreshing. I don't, you know, I don't put enough basil in drinks, and it's always so good when it's in there. Oh, I agree. And in fact, um, so I have some that I grow, and I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure that I grow it in a way that makes it extra bitter, and I'm very sorry to my poor plant. Thank you for surviving. <laughs> but I actually really like it, and I started uh-huh. putting it in. I like to do grapefruit juice, basil, um, pepper, and gin. Ooh, um, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, sure, yeah. Um, yeah, there, there's one that— um, that Leon's down in Decatur makes, um, uh, Decatur, Georgia, and uh, and they call it the 404, and it's just like gin and lemon and basil and uh, maybe some splash of soda, and it's just so simple and lovely mm-hmm. and perfect. Yes, and also I love the name of vodka salad because I would be expecting like a Bloody Mary, <laughs> and this is very different, right. and I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also glad that other people also eat the garnishes out of everything because I'm like, it comes with the drink. And I love, I love, I just, I just eat mint out of glasses constantly. So, yeah. I'm the same. I'm the same. (laughs) Well, we do have some more listener mail for you. We do. But first, we've got a quick break for a word from our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Discover Puerto Rico. We've talked in a bunch of different episodes about facets of Puerto Rican cuisine, um, like the dish mofongo, made of savory, deep-fried mashed plantains studded with some kind of tasty protein, and the creation of the cool, creamy pina colada. But there is so much more there. Um, I've actually never been. You have a tiny bit of experience, don't you? Yes. Unfortunately, it was a very tiny bit of experience. (laughs) I was there for about a day. I'm kicking myself for that now. I remember having delicious rums, delicious drinks, but I want to go back because, yeah, so many episodes we do on here, when we're talking about food from Puerto Rico, I want that. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) it sounds amazing. We're trying to get a saver team trip together. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Well, I mean, we're we're trying to get a trip to a lot of places, but this is yeah. this is really top of the list. Even putting together this ad read made me hungry. I was like, oh, oh, I want to try those things. Yeah, as we've talked about before, there are influences there from African and Spanish and native Taino foodways. The culinary scene sounds amazing, and we want to go. And I'm hungry. 
No Me passport too. is required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. You can learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Glow with your best skin. Be confident in your skin. Be brave in your skin. With Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash, cover your skin in layers of rich moisturizers and vitamin B3 complex, transforming your skin from dry and dull to moisturized and smooth in just 14 days. Feel the best in your skin and glow with confidence, all pride. Olay Body is a proud sponsor and supporter of iHeartRadio and PNG's Can't Cancel Pride, raising funds and support for the LGBTQ plus community. Olay Body wants you to feel empowered to live with confidence in your own skin, not just all month, but all year long. And when you feel the best in your skin, you can do anything. So this pride glow with confidence with the help of Olay Body. Check out Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash online or at your favorite retailer. Happy Pride! When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen, very sexy push-up bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like black shine, green, and citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. Now in this season's must-have shades and patterns. Add the finishing touch with the limited edition Bombshell Escape Fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. Rachel wrote, my name is Rachel Ray. Sorry, not that Rachel Ray. <laughs> and I am a longtime listener to your podcast, an amateur food enthusiast slash home baker. Y'all have been a godsend during long hours of traveling up and down the East Coast, planning my wedding, and then traveling with my now husband as we have moved around to his various duty stations as a military officer. 
Most recently, I was listening to your macaron episode and I realized that I finally had a reason to email you guys. Oh, yay. Yes. My husband and I were first introduced to macarons while living in San Antonio for a few months while my husband did some military training at Fort Sam Houston. The city's downtown Pearl District had an amazing shop called Bakery Lorraine that specialized in patisserie and vinaiserie. On one of our Sunday trips, we stopped in to find the most delightful coffee, pastries, and most importantly, a beautiful display of colorful macaron. One bite of their Earl Grey macaron, and we were lost. I think we could have spent our entire monthly food budget on just those delicate almond meringues alone. And we regularly made trips downtown just for them. We loved them so much that as we moved on to our next duty station in Maryland a few months later, our very last stop out of the city was that little bakery for the largest box of macarons we could realistically (laughs) buy. (laughs) I even received a traffic violation letter some months later from where I had apparently run straight through red light in my haste to get to the macaron. (laughs) Hashtag sorry, not sorry. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Flash forward a few months later and I was working as an ER nurse in Maryland. I decided to take a part-time job as a chef's assistant at a recreational teaching Hmm. kitchen in downtown Baltimore as a fun way to learn more about food and cooking. They offer menu-based and technique classes, one of them being macaron. I didn't know much about baking macarons at the time outside from what can be gleaned from, quote, repeatedly binge-watching, my husband's words, the Great British Bake Off. With luck, I was able to get myself scheduled on the weekend macaron class, and I spoke to the pastry chef beforehand who went out of her way to share with me some of her tips and tricks to foolproof macaron. I went home that afternoon, stopping at the supermarket on my drive back, and sequestered myself in my tiny apartment kitchen the next morning to make some macarons, for better or worse. And amazingly... It worked! Ah. (laughs) It quickly became my new favorite baking project, and I made batch after batch with consistently good results using her advice, much to the delight of my husband and (laughs) night shift hospital colleagues. No one can shotgun bake goods like a night shift nurse. (laughs) That's true. Oh, that is is factually accurate. I know this from experience. My first boyfriend was a night shift nurse. Um, Anyway, uh, okay, okay. <laughs> she continues, um, to make a long story short, too late. That was her. Um, I wanted to impart to you the macaron making wizardry that was passed on to me so that you too can have these delicate, crispy cookies at home. This is what I have learned. First, French macarons are the way to go. According to my pastry chef source and my own experience, you can achieve consistently good results with the French meringue method by slowly adding spoonfuls of granulated sugar to your beating egg whites. And honestly, how many home bakers have the time or inclination to faff around boiling then steadily pouring molten hot sugar into a stand mixer full of frothy egg whites? Not this home baker. At least with your first try. Keep it simple. Keep it French. Also, molten hot sugar danger zone. Anyway, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's side note. Uh, Back to her number two. Um, Don't add a crazy amount of liquid food coloring. Adding liquid to the stiff meringue can alter the consistency of your batter and create macaron shells that spread out instead of rising up. She advised investing in a highly pigmented gel color or concentrated liquid food coloring that doesn't require a ton of drops for your desired color. Three, 
Don't be afraid to tap that pan. After you pipe your macaron shells, you're usually instructed to gently tap the pan against your counter to dispel any large air pockets that can uh, create an uneven texture in your final product. Or worse, come blasting through the surface of your cookies like some kind of ticking sugar time bomb. While she did not advocate for beating the hell out of it, she did advise that when tapping your pan, be firm and level. And now, most importantly, number four, it's all about the micronage. And I hope I'm saying that right. Um, so, uh, the soft and gentle folding of meringue, um, almond flour, and confectioner's sugar is a huge, if not the main, factor in creating the correct batter consistency and technically proficient macarons. Now, you're often told to fold the batter until it resembles molten lava, because that's not vague at all. But the big secret to macaron batter wizardry is the figure eight test. When testing your batter for the correct consistency, pick up a scoop of your batter with your spatula and allow it to trail off the spatula and into your bowl, like if you're testing shoe pastry. That is uh, C-H-O-U-X. Now, it sounds funny out loud when you don't speak French. Anyway, okay, here we go. Um... As it trails, attempt to draw a figure eight with a steady stream of batter that does not break before the figure eight is completed. You should be able to see the figure eight sitting on top of the remaining batter for about 10 to 15 seconds afterward. If you have passed this test, stop micronaging now. Micronaging? I've already forgotten. Anyway, <laughs> um, this test ensures that your batter is fully incorporated without completely folding out all of the air needed to raise your macaron shells during baking. I hope these tips and tricks help you as much as they have helped me, and I implore you, Annie, to try making them again. As you know, they are amazingly versatile when it comes to flavors, and you can tailor them to almost anything you could ever want. And they are huge showstoppers with friends and family, if they ever manage to make their way out of your home. Personally, for every three homemade batches of my macarons, only one of them ever really get past my husband and me. <laughs> <laughs> this is excellent. Oh, um, that is. That's great. Huh. Th yeah, thank you so much for the tips. Thanks for the inspiration and the belief in me. Oh, uh, yeah. I love Yeah, that. sorry about the mangling of French, but you know. Oh, yeah, always. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love that you got a traffic violation for them. I mean, I'm sad that you got one, but that's pretty funny <laughs> the reason you got one. Yeah, I think that's worthy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, as far as traffic violations go, that's... Solid, <laughs> solid reason mm -hmm. to get one. Mm -hmm. And I also want to thank you for uh, bringing back this memory. I used to be really big into tubing. Um, oh, yeah. Like with the tube pulled behind a boat, not the like relaxing on a, a river kind. Like, okay, okay. The high adrenaline version. Oh. And my dad used to do this move called the figure eight where he would, he would slingshot you in one circle and then in another circle and then he would drive you straight down the middle and you were going to fall off. It was good. <laughs> if you could survive the figure eight, that was a successful wow. day. <laughs> huh. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, I've never, I, I only recently, like within the past like four years or so, I guess, um, have ever been on like a freshwater lake. Mm -hmm. um, so, so I'm new to that entire thing. But, <laughs> well, word to the wise, word from the wise, Lauren, the figure eight. Oh, I mean, the I mean, the key is you need to. I'm doing this arm motion that no one can see. I was really big into tubing, and I had like these eight rules that you have to do. Anyway, you're probably gonna fall off, but there is a way to combat it. But it's tough. Uh, All right, 
Yes. All right. Well, if we ever do videos again, we'll have to have like Annie's boating. I no joke have segment. a video that I made when I was like in high school about <laughs> how to how to survive doing. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh, that's fabulous. Yes. Uh, but anyway, back to this food-related podcast we have. Right. Um, <laughs> Linda wrote, thank you for your great show. I used to enjoy it on my exactly one episode long commutes to work. And now my oh. son and I enjoy it together on the couch during my maternity leave while he chugs his morning bottle. Aww. However, in listening to your Hannibal episode, I had to write in to point out an often occurring gaffe has become a pet peeve of mine. Oh. Dr. Hannibal Lecter was a psychiatrist, not a psychologist. Oh, oh. yep. Yep, that's my oh. bad. Yeah. <laughs> Psychiatrists are MDs who can prescribe medications and treat a much broader scope of mental illnesses, while psychologists are PhDs who cannot, but nevertheless provide valuable services in counseling and administering many diagnostic tests that psychiatrists are not trained in. As a psychiatrist, it can be taxing at times to repeatedly explain the difference to patients and the general public. It's unfortunate nomenclature for sure, but just wanted to point it out. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, thank you. Uh, 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 corrections, especially technical corrections, are always, always, always welcome on the show. Um, I and I feel I feel like I, I made the mistake because in in especially in the show, Hannibal, Doctor Lecter, and um, the the other main character uh, have a much more psychology related relationship than a psychiatry related mm. relationship. Um, they're they're talking they're talking more about the soft sciencey bits than the hard sciencey bits. Yeah. Um, and that's that's where my lines of association lie as a lay person, but yeah. So I appreciate it and mm-hmm. and also just uh I love how many people have written in about Hannibal that episode. And I love how many people have shared like really gruesome stories that they've heard about <laughs> like real life cannibals. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Cannibalism episode. Sure to come. Sure to come. Sure to come. So uh, be on the lookout excitedly, question mark for that. <laughs> uh, but in the meantime, we have even more listener mail to share with you. But first, we've got one more quick break for a word from our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Discover Puerto Rico. We've talked in a bunch of different episodes about facets of Puerto Rican cuisine, um, like the dish mofongo, made of savory, deep-fried mashed plantains studded with some kind of tasty protein, and the creation of the cool, creamy pina colada. But there is so much more there. Um, I've actually never been. You have a tiny bit of experience, don't you? Yes. Unfortunately, it was a very tiny bit of experience. Mm -hmm. I was there for about a day. I'm kicking myself for that now. I remember having delicious rums, delicious drinks, but I want to go back because, yeah, so many episodes we do on here, when we're talking about food from Puerto Rico, I want that. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) it sounds amazing. We're trying to get a saver team trip together. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Well, I mean, we're we're trying to get a trip to a lot of places, but this is yeah. this is really top of the list. Even putting together this ad read made me hungry. I was like, oh, oh, I want to try those things. Yeah, as we've talked about before, there are influences there from African and Spanish and native Taino foodways. The culinary scene sounds amazing, and we want to go. And I'm hungry. No me passport too. is required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. You can learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Glow with your best skin. Be confident in your skin. 
be brave in your skin. With Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash, cover your skin in layers of rich moisturizers and vitamin B3 complex, transforming your skin from dry and dull to moisturized and smooth in just 14 days. Feel the best in your skin and glow with confidence, all pride. Olay Body is a proud sponsor and supporter of iHeartRadio and PNG's Can't Cancel Pride, raising funds and support for the LGBTQ plus community. Olay Body wants you to feel empowered to live with confidence in your own skin, not just all month, but all year long. And when you feel the best in your skin, you can do anything. So this pride glow with confidence with the help of Olay Body. Check out Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash online or at your favorite retailer. Happy Pride! When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen, very sexy push-up bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like black shine, green, and citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archives Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. Now in this season's must-have shades and patterns. Add the finishing touch with the limited edition Bombshell Escape Fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. Amy wrote, uh, Rice-a-roni. Since I, and she's got a bulleted list here, um, or a numbered <laughs> list, rather. One, Rice-a-roni. Since I reduced grocery shopping frequency, I started to save your new episodes for the day before shopping. I always add the show topic into my shopping list. It will be hard for me to have a sudden craving for an item inspired by your show, then wait for another two weeks to get it. Oh, we feel you. That's very um, smart. <laughs> My roommate also noticed your influence on my food choice. Last week when I had rice pastaroni, garlic, and olive oil vermicelli, to be exact, she asked if rice was in the show recently. <laughs> um, two, Pasteur. Uh, this book, Microbe Hunters, has two chapters about Pasteur, in case Annie's mom is still interested in this topic. I've read a couple of chapters. It's a wonderful book with archaic vocabularies. <laughs> 
3 to Annie about Captain America 2 on Movie Crush. <laughs> Cap 2 is the first MCU movie I watched, my favorite one and the most rewatched one. Your discussion with Chuck offered so much insight which I could not ever decipher by simply rewatching it. Annie in the costume is awesome. Great talk. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Hard agree about all of that. If you ever need to know anything about Marvel Cinematic Universe, Annie is absolutely the one to go to. <laughs> Thank um, you. Also, yes, your Bucky arm is just legendary. Legendary. Um, uh, uh, four, Reese. I remembered the being a long-lost heiress fantasy from the peanut butter episode. A friend told me the egg-shaped one has the best quality because the manufacturer uses the best ingredients for that bath. I had no clue, and then your show solved the mystery. It has the highest weight ratio of peanut butter among all shapes. I love that. I love that this is legit. Someone noticed it. Um, they weren't yeah. sure why, but they <laughs> knew. <laughs> They're like, it's clearly the best, but I don't know why. Yes. And then, and then urban legends about why it's the best. This is all great. Yes, absolutely. And uh, I, I do think, Amy, that you are a genius for waiting for the new episodes before you go shopping. Like, right. <laughs> I work on this show and I make that mistake often. So now I'm oh. going to rethink my grocery shopping list and time. I, I just <laughs> very, very, very clever. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, heck. Morgan wrote, I just finished listening to your cream cheese episode and the conversation that y'all had was so relatable to my life that I had to write in. Uh-huh. <laughs> the first thing that kind of rang a bell is when you were talking about the Neuchâtel cheese. And it was weird because at work we have a sister site, Neuchâtel, that we converse with frequently and I had no idea that there was a cheese that was the, quote, champagne trademark likeness. So I thought that was cool. I have no idea if I've had the actual Neuchâtel cheese or if cream cheese is the first, but now I kind of want to try. The second thing was a flashback of when I listened to the gastropod episode relating to bagels, cream cheese, and lox. When that episode came out, I was in my first trimester of pregnancy, and my goodness, my body fully rejected your advice of always eat a vegetable. I literally couldn't stand the thought, smell, or sight of a vegetable for a few months and found no appetite for anything except things covered in cheese. Macaroni and cheese, grilled cheese, personal pizzas, hamburgers, etc., so when I listened to this episode, I got my first pregnancy craving, a jalapeno and cheese bagel with a generous amount of cream cheese. <laughs> Side note, the only food that made me sick during pregnancy was broccoli and cauliflower. It was sad because for my entire pregnancy, my normal at-work staples, I couldn't eat. Oh, mm. Needless to say, for the rest of the pregnancy, bagels and cream cheese was a regular staple, and I followed the rule an old friend from high school went by. If you can taste the bagel, you didn't add enough cream cheese. <laughs> I love jalapeno poppers with savory cream cheese. I love cheesecake and casseroles with cream cheese. It's just amazing and a versatile food. On to my last point. My husband is a good cook and a good baker and loves food. He's always trying to find new recipes to make, but the famous recipes that he's been lauded for in my family has been his cheesecakes. Hmm. Yeah. When we got married, I tell my friends and family that I don't go hungry with him. Uh, uh, anyways, the first Thanksgiving that he spent with my family while we were engaged, my husband made the first recipe that he perfected, a chocolate mousse cheesecake found on all recipes. Hmm. The secret was the crust was made with Trader Joe's cookies instead of Oreos, so it wasn't too sweet. When the dessert hmm. started to get passed around, my entire family was in love with him 
because of the cheesecake. <laughs> now, to put this accomplishment into perspective, I spent my entire life with these family members with Thanksgivings and Christmases, Easter's, etc. And I have always felt like the odd man out because there were a lot of things that I didn't have in common with them. But after one cheesecake, all these family members were 100% accepting of my husband. And my own flesh and blood cousins, not the ones by marriage, were asking to hang out with my husband. I guess the saying is true. A way to a person's heart is through their stomach. And I guess that's why everyone loves my husband. At first, I was really mad about it. But enough time has passed where it's now become a funny family joke. (laughs) Uh, she continues, another anecdote in regards to my husband's cheesecake. The first summer that my husband and I were in our house after we got married, my aunt, who normally hosts holidays, said she was throwing an anniversary party for her marriage and the marriage of her brother and sister-in-law. It was a huge party that basically was like my wedding reception, the same decor and design and everything, and my aunt asked my husband to make the cheesecake. Knowing how big this party was going to be, my husband made two. Fast forward to dessert time, my aunt had a friend help her get the first cheesecake ready. I'm standing in the kitchen watching the friend put the cheesecake on a ceramic pie stand with the with the metal cake pan bottom still on the cheesecake crust. The friend proceeded to lift the pie stand and start walking out of the kitchen where the cake fell face flat onto the floor. I don't remember saying this, but my husband tells me that I said loudly, you've got to be f***ing kidding me. Then said friend proceeded to walk right into a section of the floor where the cheesecake was still there and slip and catch herself on the kitchen island with a large knife sticking up really close to her face. Oh, Oh, I've seen too many horror movies. Oh, okay. Um, She continues, Thankfully, my husband went to get the second cheesecake and everyone cheered and proceeded to offer my husband jobs at baking cheesecakes. He even got a marriage proposal from another cousin of mine. Are you sure you still want to be married to him? Because I'll marry him. After she had one taste of his cheesecake. I know I really lucked out with a good guy. (laughs) (laughs) This, I mean, Uh, I love this so much. And it is true, like... You, cheesecake will will win some folks over. You bring a good cheesecake. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love when you bring a dessert that's good enough that that person sort of becomes a legend at the party. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, who who made this thing? And you've got to... Oh, gotta, yeah. Who? How could and, you have done it? And <laughs> I love it. Uh, glad yeah. you had a backup cheesecake. Very glad your friend didn't fall on oh. a knife. That would have been a horror movie twist. Yes. Oh, heck, that got my heart rate up. Just, it just, did. Just, yeah. And, and I knew it was okay because, I mean, clearly you wouldn't be writing in about this lull story <laughs> if it hadn't been. It was a roller coaster because first yeah. the cheesecake was lost and then there was a knife involved. Whew. Oof. Oof, indeed. <laughs> um, and, yeah, thanks to everyone who's been sending in cheesecake recipes. That's always appreciated. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and finally, Josh wrote... I don't know about others, but the mystery ghost noise at the end of the Reese's episode when we were trying to get to the bottom of um, sounded just like the sing-song ghost noises Gina Davis was making in Beetlejuice (laughs) when they were wearing the bedsheets. It's also my favorite go-to ghost noise. So, okay, that's in the ring. Uh, Possibly, possibly. Yeah. Trying to get to the bottom Uh. of this. Ghost the popularity of the ghost sound. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. that's a solid entry into what the possibilities 
for sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. Why, why, why it's so popular? Um, you know, yeah. But, but I, yeah, I just we we really need to really need to do the research on this one. We need to do like a true crime episode where we <laughs> just trace the history of that sound. Yeah. That's clearly what the world needs right now. And yeah. That's the best use of our time. All right. <laughs> um, absolutely. And I, you know, I, I invite y'all to argue with us. Yeah. I do too. Um, and a few like wrap-up notes. Thanks to everyone who wrote in about the Reese's robot door. Uh after we did our Reese's episode, I, I swear it was right after we put it out there. Hershey's Reese's announced that there was going to be a robotic door that uh, dispensed candy for for kids. Um, it was very, it was both very cool and kind of unsettling. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't seen it, it was just like this big orange door <laughs> that moved by itself. And thanks to you, everyone who wrote in about uh, listening to our our the episodes Lauren and I did on Thirteen Days of Halloween, the podcast. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. We're really glad that uh, you enjoyed them, and we really enjoyed doing them. So thanks as oh, always. Absolutely, yeah. It was really good to talk about you know cake and bacteria poop, but in a horror way. So. Yeah, yeah. And I, I do apologize to everyone who said that I ruined Red Velvet. Um, oh no. My bad. But Hannibal would have done it, too. You know he would have. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Anyway, go check those out if you haven't listened to them already and you're interested. Um, and, oh, you can also email us because clearly we love your listener mail. Yes. Yes. And you can send those emails to hello at saverpod.com. You can also get on touch via social media. We are on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at SaverPod, and we do hope to hear from you. Saver is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, you can visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Thanks, as always, to our super producers, Dylan Fagan and Andrew Howard. Thanks to you for listening, and we hope that lots more good things are coming your way. Life in our modern age comes at you pretty fast, which makes our time away especially valuable. When I take time to relax, I like to get far from my everyday life, immerse myself in natural beauty, and have unique experiences. But you don't have to leave the U.S. to experience tropical rainforests and islands filled with adventure, warm culture, and national treasures. Visit Puerto Rico, an island with a vibrant spirit that will sweep you away. Because when you visit, you don't become part of the island, it becomes part of you. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. Puerto Rico, where visits end, but stories last forever. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Your new home journey starts at Fisher Homes, where everything is red, white, and new. Explore exclusive summer savings and start your journey by selecting your ideal home site and your dream community. Choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans and bring your style to life at the Lifestyle Design Center. Are you looking for a quick move-in ready home instead? Fisher Homes has options for those, too. Fill out a form to connect with a new home advisor at fisherhomes.com to get started today before the sun sets on summer savings. Hello, iHeart listener. We have a confession to make. Both iHeart and this commercial you're listening to right now would probably sound a heck of a lot better on the new Roku Pro Series TV. It's got side-firing speakers that fill your room with sound, Dolby Atmos audio that puts you right in the middle of the entertainment, and the ability to pair seamlessly with your home theater sound systems that already have surround sound and booming bass. 
If all that sounds too good to be true, it'll sound even better on the new Roku Pro Series. Your hearing isn't better. Your TV is. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 